0: This is episode 21 of Corporate Lunch. I'm Noah Johnson from GQ Style. Welcome back. Thank you for coming. This is a huge deal. Today is a huge day. I'm here alone, sort of alone, partly alone. Sam Hine Productions is here, of course, on the boards. Uh, There's a special guest here. Will Welch is not here. He's taking a victory lap, traveling around the world, celebrating the release of GQ's timothy chalamet shot by ryan mcginley cover of the march issue which is just hitting the internet's uh, pretty big deal but so will will be back in in due time and uh the balance will be corrected today steph Yatka's here from vogue steph Yay. say hi
1: hi
0: um explain yourself
1: um what do you do at vogue I am the fashion news and emerging platforms editor.
0: Legendary. Yeah. Steph so th- is a big deal. Steph and I worked together at style.com.
1: Back in the day.
0: Under actual God Dirk Standen. hmm And um you to me are like you're the this is the fashion news source. You're the fashion Thank news you. source. Thanks. You're my go-to. I try to be. Yeah. Well, you do a good job. Thanks. Um, let's get right into it. Did you go to the Calvin Klein? Runway show. Yes. Do you have popcorn in your teeth and hair and shoes yes. and pockets?
1: Every surface. My phone was covered in popcorn dust when I left. Uh, it's everywhere. It, w- little... it had just particleized and it was in the air everywhere. You've been inhaling
0: it. Yeah. I. Um, so it's New York Fashion Week mm-hmm. currently. Um, popping off, people are presenting their fall 2018 collections. Mm-hmm. We call it Women's Fashion Week, but it... It's really just Fashion Week. And then there's Men's Fashion Week, which is Men's Fashion Week. hmm Right. So, um, Raph Simmons, the creative head of Calvin Klein, presented his, what, third Calvin Klein show?
1: Yeah, his third Calvin Klein show. As,
0: uh, as the boss over there? As
1: the boss. It was awesome. It was. It was really, really amazing to see that kind of spectacle. You know, I mean, walking in, I thought it was salt, because it had, like... Fall in onto the steps outside but then it ended up being like somewhere between six inches and a foot of popcorn
0: so gnarly did it smell was it like buttered and salted it must have been plain right it
1: was plain because everyone was freaking out about their shoes yeah but it was plain popcorn it just had this like crinkly sound effect and then watching all the models like wade through it with their long skirts and their coats and their boots was just like
0: how did it smell
1: it didn't smell no no it they wasn't had,
0: like movie theater no because that's like no the butter and no butter that does that
1: and they had brought in some ventilation it looked like to maybe make <laughs> sure we all didn't die of popcorn lung so i thought
0: it was so the invite for this show came in the form of a bag of popcorn mm-hmm. and i thought like okay this is like not that remarkable like you get popcorn uh for something that's going to be entertaining right you go to a ball game you go to a movie Sure, it was
1: a nice bag of popcorn the, i'll say that like a
0: high quality popcorn or the
1: both the packaging it was like a metallic was, bag yeah, it so cool. it already looked cool yeah and then i think it was unbuttered popcorn as well so we're...
0: Uh, so it was healthy you mean low calorie was it um what's it did you ever have the popcorn that's like dusted with um like nutritional yeast. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> that shit is weird.
1: It's not bad.
0: Not a vibe. <laughs> so, you get a bag of popcorn. You get a bag of popcorn as mm-hmm. an invite. And what mm-hmm. do you think? What do you think you're in for?
1: I thought, because we know that Raph is like a big fan. He's a fan of a lot of different things. Yeah. And so, I immediately thought it was going to be movie themes. Like, I was starting to think about the directors and the films yeah. that he's referenced in the past.
0: Twin Peaks. Exactly. Yeah. Thinking Lynch.
1: like. Okay, how is that going to be incorporated? But then when we got there and it was all like barns, uh-huh. sort of. Yeah, yeah. I yeah was, there like, was a
0: giant barn, uh, several. More than one. Several. Oh, with like murals on them. Yeah,
1: right. Andy Warhol art printed onto the barns. Yeah. And then there were these red sterling ruby pom poms kind of interspersed throughout the space. Also, some people were eating the popcorn off the ground. No, It's flu season. That's not
0: true. They were just reaching down and grabbing handfuls and snacking?
1: Name names. Well. (laughs) Who did it? Kyle McLaughlin actually did it on our Instagram stories. Oh, right.
0: He was doing Vogue's stories last night. Yeah, I'm in love with him. So it was a stunt. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, it was a stunt. How did he look? Was he wearing the Uh, stuff?
1: Well, he had very astutely coordinated his outfit to the popcorn invite. So he was wearing like a brownish gray suit, but then he had the yellow 205 turtleneck in like butter yellow. Yeah. So he really...
0: I saw Rocky, ASAP Rocky was there in the Mm -hmm. parka and like Mm -hmm. the giant sweater. He looked like really fly. I will Mm -hmm. say the popcorn made an excellent photo sort of like prop. It was like photogenic.
1: Yeah, it was great. I think people really liked it. Because it was fun after like going to all these fashion shows and like the white spaces that are very—it's not all fun. <laughs> Sometimes fashion is very serious, I Noah. Know.
0: Yeah, wicked serious. Yeah. Um, but you know the serious like, I it made me immediately think of the row and Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen like sipping coffee in a gallery. Like that, that seems like a serious fashion affair. It doesn't seem like fun.
1: I don't know that I. I do not go to the row because I am not invited, but it seems like it would be fun because it's a very small group of people and you're just kind of hanging out in the most like beautiful places around New York.
0: Yeah. But you're projecting like the funness of like, I agree that it would be fun to be like friends with Mary Kate and Ashley. Olsen okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, wait, um, do you think that they should have um, been appointed creative directors of Celine? <laughs> <laughs> well, is that I a real thing that really is should have happened?
1: The row can fill the void left by Phoebe Philo.
0: Right, you don't need. Yeah. Right. Life goes on. Yeah. You're not. Your heart was not broken when that when that happened. No, ce- it when wasn't. Phoebe left Celine. Well, you're. I just. I have so much respect for you for that reason.
1: I feel confident that she is going to do another project. Some people thought she would retire and just lead a fabulous life that we would all be very envious of from afar yeah but I don't know I just think she's so creative and she's so inspired that even when you want to step away you get pulled back there's more
0: to come yeah maybe a men's collection yeah so the other thing about Raph and all that popcorn which is crazy is days before that he did a Raph Simmons show which was what do you call it a bacchanal yeah and is that a that's a Belgian feast specifically this well is,
1: I think people got hung up on the Belgian waffles that were served yeah. I don't know if the overarching theme of the food was Belgium be- right because there were all I mean all kinds of things there
0: It's true the waffles sort of stole the yeah. show but yeah. otherwise it wasn't like that Belgian there weren't like french fries that would have been Bel- no, more Belgian. no there was
1: dark chocolate which I didn't could see be that. interpreted but as it was Belgian. like cheese
0: and grapes
1: yeah and uh, vegetables lemons.
0: I was nice glad stuff. that... See, in that show, Raph put the food up on a stage mm-hmm. several feet above the ground.
1: Okay, but the model's feet were nearby.
0: True. And all that food was donated, I I read. I hope that's mm-hmm. true, to um something. City Harvest. Yeah. That was incredible. Why do you think Raph is so obsessed with food right now? Is this a trend? Is this going to keep happening? Is it a coincidence that he had two shows that featured prominently food on the runway?
1: Food is fun. Oh, really? I mean, everyone has to eat. True. Yeah. Right, and it's a huge uh, opportunity for fashion brands. This sounds really corporate, but to offer this is you, corporate lunch. I know. This is episode twenty-one
0: <laughs> of Corporate Lunch. Rate, review, tell a friend, tell your mom. Sorry, an, go on. It's
1: an opportunity to give people something more than just bags, shoes, clothes, beauty products, food. Yeah.
0: Like a Ralph Simmons cheese wheel.
1: Yeah. Um, there were, there was like a crepe bar at Rosie Asselin. I mean, the prime example is Ralph and the polo bar. Yeah. where like, you want to go to that restaurant, even if you don't want to buy the clothes. They have it's fried just,
0: olives at the bar. Really? Huh. Mm. Every time I, I've been there a couple of times, there's always um, famous people from reality TV shows in there.
1: Wow. And like, I've never and been like,
0: um, local newscasters.
1: Well, I got to go now. That's a good scene. Mm-hmm.
0: Recommend it. So, but wh- the fact, wh- I don't know. There's always food at the fashion shows, right? A little not bit. always. Some of them presentations always have like a nice fruit spread. Sometimes there's like, like a, a
1: nice snack, but more often than not, it's just like a bottle of water.
0: I always walk in and expect, and I'm hugely <laughs> disappointed if there is not champagne. E- mm. Every time.
1: Even in the morning?
0: Whenever. <laughs> there's often not. Most of the time there isn't. Yeah, there's not. No. Most of the time you don't get shit. You get a little piece of paper mm-hmm. that tells you which grooming brands did the hair and makeup. And
1: mm-hmm. you're like... Can't eat that. Yeah. You're like, first
0: of all, not edible. Second of all, not interesting. <laughs> um, New York Fashion Week is happening. And I want to know what else is cool that is happening. So for instance, one thing that's on my radar as a cool thing that's happening in New York is the emergence of House Lada as like a real player in the fashion world mm-hmm. and the way they're like bringing their culture and friends into it. I don't, I didn't go to that show. Like, I don't know t- too much about it specifically. Cause it's, I guess it's unisex, but it's like a little bit of more of a women's thing, but like, that's on my radar. What did you feel like, or what do you feel like there's that show? Mark Gonzalez walked, walked in a show. So of course that caught my attention and that one seemed exciting. What are the like really exciting moments? Not just like the, like, like headline makers but like what's the really what's the cool shit what are the, what's mm-hmm. for the real heads out there
1: um well yeah Eckhouse Lada is great that show and can you just
0: break down like what who they are and kind of like what their vibe is
1: yeah so it's uh a guy and a girl Mike Eckhouse and Zoe Lada mm-hmm. they met at RISD I think Zoe lives in LA and Mike lives here and their vibe is very much like if you took all the tent poles of american fashion like jeans leather jackets knitwear slip dresses and kind of turned it upside down yeah or you know if you knew what the word slip dress was but you didn't know what it looked like how would you make it it <laughs> was really abstract but
0: but that's a little bit their thing. Like, they've shown work in the new museum mm-hmm, and stuff, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they definitely have a conceptual, yeah. uh, like, fine art uh, taste to yeah. their designs. And all
1: of their friends are, like, very much, like, the cool creatives of New York. And recently their collections have been getting more and more wearable, like, clothes-focused. So yeah. they have, like, a big line of jeans now. And, you know, I think it's really exciting to see a brand go from like oh they just make the cool art pieces to now like people can actually buy and wear the clothes because not everyone gets to do that you have to be really smart as a business to like be cool and also like pay the bills
0: yeah i was gonna say that seems like a great challenge and that's where a lot of people a lot of people either get it wrong or just never even get there and then they fall into obscurity or whatever But they seem to be doing it, like actually doing it. I don't know. I have no idea what their business is like, but...
1: Yeah, me neither. But it's really amazing because they don't um, compromise. Yeah. Like some people will take the money from the corporate sponsor and make whatever just so that they can fund their real creative projects. But (laughs) everything that House Lotta does is very purposeful. How was it this time? It was really, really great. It was like that horrible rainy day in New York It was on the weekend. It was like a Saturday afternoon. Torrential downpours kept happening. Everyone was soaking wet because none of the street style people want to bring an umbrella. Because you can't (laughs) be like photographed with the umbrella. Why not?
0: That seems like a good prop for a photo. Well, but what if
1: it stops raining?
0: Then you just seem like an idiot with an umbrella. You have to throw it away. You have to throw your umbrella away.
1: So there's no... So everyone was like kind of wet, but we had all made the trek to... Bushwick to see this show and the sky was gray and the space had these like big windows and
0: did they have champagne no was it fun
1: it was really fun it was fun because like as a viewer you got to see all the people in fashion that you admire and love in this weird non-traditional fashion week setting
0: man Bushwick is a pain in the ass I live in Brooklyn I don't (laughs) want to go to Bushwick but everybody went
1: everybody went Everyone, there was like a car on the L train that was like exclusively fashion the people fashion oh, and all cool. of the locals kept being like, what's going on
0: here? These people look weird.
1: Yeah. Um, but it was fun. It felt like a field trip.
0: Do you go to, you go to fashion shows and you're working basically, mm-hmm. but then it's also your life's passion.
1: Yeah. It's what a do twofer. you like?
0: It's a, a twofer. Mm-hmm. You get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love what you do and you do yeah. what you love. Is that true? Yeah. Or do you ever sit there and you're like, "Oh, another fashion show. I want to go home and watch The Wire." No,
1: that's that's a problem is that I don't really have hobbies outside <laughs> of this. So people are always complaining about going to fashion week and like it's so long and it's so difficult and yeah, we're up late. Love, yeah. And like I would pay money to do this. If yeah, but n- people, people pay me to do it. That's so cool. I've really game the system here.
0: Um what so what else? So Eck House Lada was the thing I brought up, but mm-hmm. what else you got? The
1: brand with Mark Gonzalez was Vicera.
0: Yeah, that Pe- seemed really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. People were really into that show. I missed it through a scheduling error. Yeah, but it happens. uh I did The
0: models were walking really fast.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. They were running.
0: Yeah. That's like a direction. They yeah. were told to do that, yeah. right? They don't just decide to do that. I guess it makes things feel exciting. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they just did something bad and they're like re- escaping.
1: They had these um, white button down shirts with like pointillist portraits of other famous fashion designers uh-huh. like Margiela, Miguel Androver. Uh, could you Vivian look at Westwood. a. you
0: could look at a portrait of of Martin Margiela and know that it's Martin Margiela.
1: definitely because there's only that one photo of him, yeah. so like if you're doing a portrait, you're doing it off that
0: one photo right. you're recognizing a famous photo yeah. of him, not necessarily him by his sure own if features. he
1: walked past me on the street today, yeah. I don't know that I would be able to identify him. That's amazing, which is yeah, awesome, yeah,
0: I mean uh, anonymity is a is a amazing thing,
1: yeah, I wonder what he does. <laughs>
0: Martin, yeah, friend of the pod. I don't know. We'll call him. <laughs> we'll get him on the next the next ep. Him and Helmet maybe we'll come on together and we can just do like a, you know, we can just go over like the last ten or twenty. Just catch years. up. Just catch up. What? Um, it's funny. Yeah, that's so amazing to think about. I mean, Helmet Lang is going to these great lengths. I just saw that Helmet. So Helmet Lang is is a brand. It's mm-hmm. still a brand that exists, right? And they're like rebooting. Maybe you have good insight into this. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And I give much 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 credit to grailed the what reselling platform for kind of like they they did amazing work of finding all these archival helmet lang pieces and kind of bringing them back like into the into the world in this real way like you could always look at the runway shows but then to like have all the parkas and vests and jeans and all that shit just up on there with Mm -hmm. like decent photographs actually like i think actually made a difference in terms of that brand rebooting and they've gone through a few iterations just in the last couple years where Shane from Hood by Air was involved and some other people I don't know what the latest iteration is and maybe you can offer some insight but I just I think I just saw that they just posted an Instagram that was a picture of Raf Simmons Mm -hmm. at a Mm -hmm. 2003 Dior show Mm -hmm. wearing a Denim, is that right? Two, or was it no, 2013. 2013, sorry. Yeah. A 2013 Dior Show, when he was creative director of yeah. Dior, coming out to take like his bow. Yep. Wearing, I think, what is like a 1999 helmet denim jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like a denim trucker with stripes mm-hmm. in the back. So, Helmet Lang is, pr- which which a piece that they are re releasing. Mm-hmm. So, Helmet Lang for the re release of this archival denim jacket is promoting it with a photo of Raph from a Dior show mm-hmm. wearing it. It's awesome. How many layers of craziness is that? It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I just think, like, as a
1: fan of anything, you, you're you more aware. You know, like, people yeah. nowadays know who Helmet Lang is, whereas, like, even when I started working in fashion, people didn't know who he was.
0: Yeah, it wasn't talked about, really. Yeah.
1: And so, like, the second I saw just, like, the flat lay of that jacket from the back with the stripes, yeah. I was like, it's the raft jacket.
0: But it's the helmet jacket. Yeah, but, to but you it's, it's the raft jacket. Well,
1: it's like Raph wore that jacket, so now I have to get it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool in a way. Yeah. Or it's something. It's fascinating.
1: It's fascinating.
0: It's fascinating that that brand could, like, that you're right, that, a, that the brand could reemerge in some new, like, actually meaningful way because of that, like, fandom.
1: Right. Well, I think they know, or I assume that they know that – helmet lang's work has touched like every facet
0: it's he's by far the most influential designer yeah i mean i think ever i
1: learned recently that he was when he was still working at his brand they were the first fashion company ever to advertise on the top of a taxi like the little banners whoa that's crazy right like it used to just be like random like fast food restaurants and they were like no put the helmet Lang ad there that's so they've been like see
0: photos of that
1: They have a photo. Oh. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Text me. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they know that like his ideas have permeated like every aspect of sort of like fashion culture.
0: You always have to wonder though how like self-aware a brand is in this way, right? Because you you always like look at brands and like think about how they're blowing it or they're like they're reissuing pieces but they're the wrong pieces or they're launching Mm -hmm. diffusion lines but they're the wrong diffusion lines and they don't actually understand what their customers really want. Mm -hmm. you know this feels like they have really good
1: people there
0: yeah do you know who do you know who's in charge at the moment or what what? well
1: when they first relaunched it andrew rosen's company owns it now and
0: he owns like theory and some sort of other mid mid market
1: yeah he has like a little conglomerate and so i think isabella burley who is the editor-in-chief of dazed was their first editor in residence, and they're gonna cycle through different editors. Mm-hmm. So now it's Alex Brown. Uh, but Brian Phillips from Black Frame is also the PR person that represents them, and I think yeah. is influential in helping them make these decisions. So.
0: so they're getting more people in there who like understand what kind of impact they can have and how, and mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't know, I guess it's not like trying to just relaunch a brand and make it relevant and new again. It's kind of like, taking a little bit of the essence of what it was mm-hmm. or just reissuing those pieces like the raft jacket <laughs> i hope they just keep doing that but yeah. then you're like don't you still want to just find the original would you really get the new one and be just as happy
1: maybe well the thing that people always tell me about helmet laying is that it's really hard to find the originals because people you know in the 90s and the early 2000s would buy these clothes and wear them religiously every oh, day because yeah, they yeah. were so great so like Even if you found the original, it's probably, like, completely threadbare.
0: That's such an amazing... Yeah. Factoid. Which I think is true. I've heard that a lot. That it's different with, like, uh, old Comme des Garçons. Some Mm -hmm. things that people Mm -hmm. would wear only once and then sat in a garment bag because of how special it is. But, like, that helmet shit people were buying and wearing into the ground.
1: It was, like, the Uniqlo of 1999. You know, like, you just... In my mind, you just went there and you got all these amazing clothes and you wore them every day because they're so easy to wear.
0: I remember when I first got to New York, my first year here out of college, I would like go to all the sample sales because I just had no money. So that was the only chance of getting anything. And you would like go to these like websites and shit that would list sample sales for like the whatever was that weekend and I would always check. And I remember I went to the Helmut Lang closing blowout sale when he, I think when he left the brand initially, they closed the brand. I don't think it remained open like that year or something. But yeah. he had a massive store when he was still in charge there on like Wooster or somewhere in Soho. It was a huge store and they shut it down with a sale and it was just full of cardboard boxes, full of uh shit from the history of the brand and I bought nothing. I went in No and I walked around and I like there was all these people going nuts and I just kinda looked in boxes and I was like I was just like nah this is not for me and wow. I left. I could have bought like uh, the jeans yeah. were like thirty dollars. It was like a crazy thing. Do you I'll have never nightmares about that.
1: that to this day.
0: Um yeah I guess it haunts me. Yeah. I guess I carry that with me. It's my burden to mm-hmm, carry. Mm-hmm. So where were we? We were talking about mm-hmm. Vacara. Yes,
1: Vacara. That was a very cool show. And again, they're very like progressive, I guess progressive isn't really the right word. They're, they're known for like pushing the boundaries of fashion and they too offered up something that was a little bit more wearable. Yeah. Um, a show I really liked is this brand called Lou Dallas. Mm-hmm. She, her name is Rafaela. I can't remember her last name right now.
0: So her name is not Lou Dallas. No,
1: that's okay. just the name of the brand. It. It has confused me (laughs) in the past, (laughs) Um, but she makes all of these like incredible kind of like Edwardian tinged pieces that are very crafty, very made by hand, but yet just like extremely covetable. Like Mm -hmm. they don't look nostalgic necessarily. Uh, And her show is really beautiful. It was at an art gallery on the Bowery. And all the models wore like little ballet shoes with ribbons and ruffles, and it was—it's like on the more girly end of the spectrum.
0: Do you think um, of these? These brands are destined for stardom, destined for the for major, or some brands just not, and that's good.
1: Ooh, that's a tough question. I think you just have I to keep be the around. brand you want to see in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, I, my impulse is always to be like, okay, which of these, like, which of the cool indie brands kicking around right now are going to blow up and be like the huge thing that no one right. will shut up about, like the next Vetmont, and then, and then take over. Mm-hmm. E- I keep saying that Echo Lada is going to be like a huge, massive, yeah. like hugely influential and yeah. much, much, much bigger but type they're of force, But they're enterprising
1: about it. Yeah. Right. Like some designers necessarily don't want to be, that next big
0: yeah There's probably a lot of good reasons not to be well it, as long as you're sort of financially yeah as long as you can you can do what you want to do yeah why do that yeah i was okay. gonna ask like you know new york fashion week on the men's side it mm-hmm. definitely has moments where it gets more interesting but mostly people are still a little bent out of shape that it's not as good as it could be and that a lot of the um best American designers don't really show here which is what I think I think Rick Owens and Tom Brown should have to show here by law somehow <laughs> um, but do what's your perspective on that it says it's different
1: it's different f- for women's it's different for women's definitely but I also <clears> think <throat> that it gives younger newer maybe less celebrated people yeah. more airspace moment. Yeah. to do stuff I mean the week is so crammed as it is It's great to see when a lot of the big editors and the big stylists and the celebrities going to these smaller shows Yeah, that they maybe would have, you know, if there were 1000 really important international brands, they wouldn't have the opportunity to take an hour and a half and go visit this young designer in their studio or see a show in an art gallery or something like that.
0: Where do you think we are in terms of the fashion show being a mass culture event? Like it seemed like like when you and I worked together at style.com, mm-hmm. it seemed like we were on the, the verge of like fashion shows being televised. Like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it really felt like this is pop culture. The biggest celebrities were in the front row right. and the spectacle was only growing and there was just this huge, sort of untapped audience out there who who was craving this type of like insidery celebrity glamorous type of thing i feel like we've backed away from that probably like in a good way into a more in, in, into some other version but where do you think we are with the with this phenomenon being for the masses ready for the masses ready for prime right. time
1: i don't know yesterday i was in madison square garden i was thinking about the yeezy show that oh was my there. god yeah which I think was probably the last time I had been in Madison Square Garden since
0: I thought you went to I thought you had season tickets to the Rangers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like don't even have a hockey
0: joke I could make there. <laughs> I'm like, oh um That was incredible. That it was, was
1: incredible. Good. But I also think that like it I had so much fun there. I thought it was cool. I was like willing to sit there for like nine hours and just like let it happen. But I think like some people were not happy They're to do things that. like that. Yeah. Um, which was the backlash that Kanye faced when he had the show on Randall's. Yeah. Roosevelt Island. The island. The island. Yeah. It was hot
0: that day. People yeah. It cranky. was hot.
1: There wasn't water. <clears throat> um, I was not there for that one. So I can't speak to it. But I think, you know, it's a really fine line. You have to navigate between like doing something so incredible that gets everyone super hyped like this calvin show that had every celebrity in existence i mean like nicole kidman was there
0: yeah that's pretty dope
1: asap rocky was there millie bobby brown was there it was like every celebrity you could ever imagine and this incredible set and all the celebrities were genuinely excited about it and all the editors were excited about it and everyone was like really stoked and it worked so well but sometimes that kind of you know big pop cultural production faces a backlash and i don't know what the
0: you just got to back it up with good clothes maybe
1: yeah people outside of the fashion world still are like deeply interested in it but maybe we're just not giving it to them in the way they want to see it
0: right there's a conflict between like what what could what will be interesting to the many and then versus what what needs to happen in order to make it work for kind of like the industry you know right and if you ask me you just need some champagne (laughs) <laughs> or like beers yeah should we do um, our not so fast lightning round known as 13 vibes yes please are you ready Steph I'm ready this is high pressure I know Sam hit the laser button Thirteen 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 vibes. I'll go first because um, you're new to this mm-hmm. uh, my first vibe is um, can I share something personal with you <laughs> that's not the vibe <laughs> that's a question
1: oh um, yeah yeah
0: I went to the dentist the other day.
1: Oh, I've been doing that recently.
0: Yeah. Pretty satisfying feeling. A, Uh to get it out of the way. B, to have clean teeth. And Mm -hmm. C, to just, you know, take care of your body. Take responsibility (laughs) for what God gave you. And um, I got to say, you know, a lot of people put it off. I sit in that chair and I could fall asleep just with them. I like it there. around in there. Yeah. Close my eyes. And, um i i had I missed my last appointment and um so i just want to i just want to put that out there go to the dentist it feels great enjoy it don't be scared
1: yeah people Face really it.
0: don't like to go to the dentist sam but i actually
1: to... like to go you like it yeah
0: that would seem crazy to some people but yeah. i'm with you sam has a dentist appointment later today really yeah we're thinking about you buddy
1: take care of your teeth sam
0: seth steph what do you got
1: Okay, one of my vibes uh is the Westminster Dog Show.
0: Yeah. Is it Oh, it just ended.
1: I was there last night, so it's really on the foreground How does it
0: smell in there when you're in there? It
1: smells great. N-
0: it's not You're not, not personally Not too gamey?
1: No, I was not. I was in the 200 level, so I'm not that close to the dogs.
0: Yeah. Um Is there barking or are they all silent?
1: Oh, there's barking. Yeah. It's a truly magical experience i give it like a hundred out of ten stars
0: yeah you're a dog you recently adopted a dog yes that's nice yes you name it molly molly so it's a girl yeah or a boy that you named after the drug
1: <laughs> it's a girl she's a hound
0: did you see the pug win the a pug won the toy group
1: well no i only saw i saw uh the sporting group or in the working dogs and then the um terriers And then Best in Show. So we were really all there for, you know.
0: Oh, who won Best in Show?
1: The Bichon Frise.
0: That's a white, fluffy, small, sort of dog.
1: But it was very cute. It was like perfectly circular. It looked like the dog in Secret Life of Pets had just come to life. Like it was literally, (laughs) its head was a perfect sphere.
0: What is that dog's name? Molly. I forgot. Pop Molly. (laughs) Um, The next vibe is a film from 1990 that i saw recently by the japanese director auteur takashi kitano who's very famous uh the movie's called boiling point have you ever seen this movie no um the most important thing to know about this movie is that it's from 1990 and it's japanese and the style is incredible and it's about a local amateur baseball team and uh their coach gets involved with the yakuza uh (laughs) japanese gangsters beat him up and then a couple kids from the team go to sort of seek revenge and find guns and they get involved in a very, it's a very strange, dreamy, sort of semi-psychedelic revenge story, but um, the style in this movie is so good. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just like these kind of like ordinary, yokel, uh, you know, down on their luck terrible local baseball players who kind of like Dress up in kind of party clothes at night and go out into like karaoke clubs and fight.
1: Are there like when I think of karaoke clubs, I always think of the Lost in Translation scene with the wig, yeah, the pink wig. It's can we expect wigs or no? There's
0: no no wigs, but there's like fun shirts.
1: Okay, one of my vibes that maybe ties into that is ombre. Ombre gets a bad rap.
0: Yeah, you it gets know, thrown around a lot.
1: It gets thrown around a lot. We're we talking
0: hair sweaters. N- no, we're just
1: talking about like the pattern going from one color to another color, right? Okay. Um, Thanks re- for the definition. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, it's really satisfying. It was at the C's Marjan show earlier. Oh, I love that
0: show. We should it have was talked so about good. that. Let's talk about it now. That's my favorite thing was, in New York. I, the men's shit was fire. Uh,
1: it was really inspiring to be there, and it was like half of the space was empty, and they just put lights facing away from you in all these rainbow colors so the models walked through the empty rainbow space and then made their way to the runway and it was just so serene and calming the clothes are good the clothes are good they're the way that the clothes played off some of the models had their hair dyed like yeah. right at the top with blue or pink and there's this one model that has this amazing red hair and she was wearing this teal outfit and it just all came together.
0: Can you tell us more about this brand?
1: Yeah. So it's founded by Sander Lack. He worked at Dries Van Noten for a long time. Hmm. So he knows about the colors. Friend
0: of the pod, Mm -hmm. Dries.
1: Friend of the pod, Dries. Um, He came to New York.
0: This is the Belgian episode. I know. Yeah.
1: Um, I want, uh, separately, I could talk about the Dries documentary. I watched that recently. It's so amazing. We'll get back into that. Uh, That Okay. But. Yeah, so C's Marjan, those are his parents' names, Oh. C's and Marjan. Cute. Um, I think this is maybe his second or third year having this brand. Yeah. Shows Has always shown at New York Fashion Week. It's really all is about— Is
0: he here in New York or he's in Belgium? No, he's here. Yeah. He
1: lives here now. Um, It's really all about the colors, and the color sense is great. It's just really great, and so— and the, he
0: there are men's there are men's looks or is it sort of unisex and he has it's some men's? Men's and models?
1: women's. So there are specifically the men's, looks men's are strong. Looks. They're really good. And there was a lot of ombre and like ombre of colors that you would never ombre hmm. like cobalt into crimson. You just think that would look terrible, but yeah. it looks so beautiful. And like teal into orangey colours. And then <laughs> recently as in a couple hours ago, I was walking to Food Mall. Yeah, Brook
0: Shields. Brook Shields.
1: <laughs> and uh, the Louis Vuitton store there had redecorated to be all ombre. And there's oh, I that, just
0: saw they papered it over. Yeah. I and thought then, it was going away. It's n- back. No,
1: it's ombre. Vuitton, okay, yeah. folks,
0: uh, shoppers, Vuitton is still <laughs> at the Brookfield <laughs> Mall. Yeah.
1: Um, and there's that, sorry, now I'm getting really into Noah territory, but there is a Supreme Puffer jacket that's coming out tomorrow that's ombre. That I really oh, want. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I'm not a supreme. big supreme shopper. I could see you wearing supreme. I'm not cool enough. Steph rolled in today wearing
0: camo <laughs> trousers, camo. Um, <laughs> Steph just put her leg up on the desk, and the whole look is too solid. She's, She's got the white Comme des Garcons Air Max One Eighties. She's got the camo baggy pants that are probably like from Target or something. They're from J Crew. <laughs> <laughs> a gray crew neck and a just a faux fur leopard print yeah. overcoat. And a bunch of chains. <laughs> it's kind of like a Noah J outfit.
1: <laughs> we could share a
0: closet. <laughs> what size shoe are you?
1: Uh, This is a women's eight and a half. Yeah, no,
0: it's not going to work. Hmm.
1: So, yeah, ombre. Ombre. Steph Finn. wants
0: ombre Ombre to be, uh, yeah, because ombres also can be perceived as what? Sort of? trashy down market yeah, it
1: definitely got a bad rap when it became a cool hair trend yeah, like I like about. i was thinking about jared leto's hair when he won the oscar yeah. for dallas buyers club yeah. which i thought was great hair but like it was dark at the top and blonde at the bottom and then people kind of took it too far i never got
0: that it's supposed to be like oh my roots i dyed my hair and then it grew out but i don't care and i'm like oh and making it look cool it was, i don't no, know i mean it looked really thing. good
1: on jared leto
0: jared leto always looks awesome yeah. if you ask me
1: um, but yeah, it's become like maybe not so cool to have ombre hair or anything, but I think it's awesome. I would have it. I actually have. So we got the Supreme Puffer. Yeah.
0: We got the C's Marjam <laughs> collection. <laughs> C's
1: Marjan. And we got the Louis Vuitton store.
0: <sighs> Three's a trend. You know it. You heard it here. The next vibe is uh, we started to talk about this, but GQ's cover dropped today. Mm-hmm of the March issue of GQ magazine. Will Welch, uh, host, uh, along with me, of Corporate Lunch, the GQ-style podcast, which you're now currently tuned in listening to. This is episode 21 with Steph Yatka from Vogue, legend, (laughs) fellow content soldier Mm -hmm. here in the Tower. Um, So Will's creative director of GQ now, which is epic and legendary, and I guess um, maybe we'll hear more about that in the future. But his, his first major project was this cover with Timothee Chalamet, Star of such films as *Call Me by Your Name* and *Lady Bird*, Mm -hmm. a couple big pictures that Mm -hmm. came out in the year 2017. Um, This was shot by Ryan McGinley. I think, I think it's. I'm probably wrong, but like maybe his first shoot for GQ, definitely his first cover for GQ ever. He shot, he shot it both. Mm -hmm. Sam Hine Productions confirms. He shot. uh, Ryan McGinley is of course a downtown legend for Mm -hmm. like a billion reasons. An artist has a really cool dog named Dick. Who we once shot both Dick and Ryan for GQ Style. Ryan also shot Brad Pitt for a very most iconic famous, shoot um, cover story for GQ Style. So, friend of the pod, friend of the brand, the cover is banging. It's, it's amazing, really good. And I'm, I'm not on here to just straight promote shit. Like this is a really good no. Cover I'm here, and here to guarantee story.
1: that it's great. It does not disappoint. Yeah,
0: Timothy looks rad you don't get too many kids that come out and just like can wear the fashions and look that good yeah i mean and he's like you know he's not a model he's a he's an actor yeah but uh he looks natural in it he looks insanely cool the photos are really good there's a my favorite is him like just maxing out on this like giant couch with this huge shaggy dog uh, do you know what that dog is called it's like a dog with dreadlocks
1: yeah it's I don't know what and, it's called. Um,
0: he's, uh, he's wearing, uh, what is he wearing in that shot? Sam, do you remember what that jacket is? He's wearing that bomber. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's wearing the Gosha Burberry plaid bomber. Thanks, Sam. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone is very here for Timote.
0: They dropped it on Valentine's Day. Yeah,
1: well, because everyone loves him.
0: It's a very, it was it, a very nice gesture. Very, very well suited. Very nice gift. Yeah. Congrats on that one, Will. The yeah. The big homie smashed it.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Steph, give me another vibe.
1: Ooh, another bu- vibe. Okay. I wrote down like 45 vibes because I was very nervous about like being able to deliver the vibes.
0: You don't, you can just like bang, you can just hit me with a vibe and then I'll go. If you don't want to explain yourself. Sometimes it works that way.
1: No, one of my vibes that I'm into now and eternally yeah. is outer space, yeah. which everyone's into outer space. Would you want so to go
0: to outer space? I'm not sure. I do not. Are you a big Elon Musk fan? Yeah. You are? Yeah. I think he seems like a douche.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily... That so, I don't the know obvious, him.
0: That's the obvious take. Right. Oh, you it, give him a chance.
1: Yeah. Well, no, it's more that like I'm a fan of everything that he makes and does.
0: Okay. You Fair.
1: Know? I would love a Tesla. I would love to like go to low... Lower space. I don't know that I'm going to the moon. Just enough to feel
0: that anti gravity. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like one of those parabolic flights or something like that.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's get you there. Um, I last night I watched Sean White win the gold medal in the Olympics, and he wore the U.S. snowboard team had a really dope. Like all white kit with like a play on the NASA logo. They were yeah, kind of, they were yes. like kind of spacesuits with like NASA inspired font logos. Yes,
1: they have the they have the white beanie. Chloe Kim wore it on the Shout pedestal. Shout out to Chloe Kim, friend Amazing. of the pod.
0: What a legend! Holy crap! Yeah,
1: her run was insane. But yeah, she it's like a white knit beanie with USA but written like the NASA yeah. worm logo, and it's so good. And I really want one. I don't know where to get one. Can Ralph Lauren get them for us? Does he do them? Is let's, it someone else? Let's
0: call him in. I think it's probably Burton.
1: Burton. <clears throat> friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just start, it doesn't you can't work just start when I say it all the Sorry. time.
0: Jesus, Steph. I'll leave. <laughs> um, all right. The next vibe is an important one because it is a new entry to the um, ridiculous sneaker market that I've been enjoying very much. Jaden Smith Uh-oh. for a year now has been wearing the women's of new Vuitton mm. sneaker, which is called the Arc-Light. Archlight. Ar- or Ar- Archlight or light? Oh, I just read it as Light, but well, Light would... makes way more sense.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly don't know because I think it's inspired by the Arc de Triomphe. Okay. So that would be arc, but they put the H in there like arch. Oh, I don't think it's there's bo- an H there. This is embarrassing. Let's Google it. We're looking it up.
0: Um, today, the young homie Jake Wolf, GQ's very own. Sneaker blogger extraordinaire dropped an exclusive with a new triple black colorway of the Vuitton Light. Oh,
1: wow. He must uh, have gotten those at the pop-up
0: shop. I mean, he... <laughs> <laughs> There's no ombre on these. We're talking triple black uh, insane sneaker. They're 1100 bucks. It's going to be an NYC exclusive. I'm not plugging the sneaker or Wolf's blog post. <laughs> I am just pointing out how fly they are. I've been appreciating them on Jaden Smith's feet from afar, I think it's dope that the biggest, one of the big sneaker releases for men this year is going to be a women's sneaker. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think men across the board should just wear women's shoes more often. Probably.
1: There's an H. It's Arch Light.
0: Steph has confirmed it is the Arch Light sneaker.
1: You can pronounce it however you want, maybe, but they are extremely cool. I really want the like blue and red and white. You want to go
0: half? Oh, if we we're the same size, I would go right. halves with you.
1: Is that the color you want?
0: i would i like all which one the blue white and red yeah i like that color i like them all okay. i don't really i'm not
1: you're not going to discriminate you no. just want them yeah you know I know this So this goes
0: you know how i feel about my balenciaga triple s's and my louis vuitton arch lights
1: this colorway.
0: okay steph is showing me one that's that's pretty pretty boring i'm actually not, not wow i don't really think i'm down with that <laughs> okay
1: what about these ones these are more your vibe they're not navy, but they're adjacent to navy. Yeah,
0: now we're talking. These okay. are very masculine. I can't believe they're going to just have to make them in men's sizes. Definitely. I mean, they're not masculine, but it's funny. This is like another example of a brand. I don't want to say like getting it wrong, but how funny is it that I'm, I'm just, I'm guessing more men are going to want these than women. You think? I don't
1: know. No? Women, no, it's been like for decades, Wait, women, women have wanted wool sneakers <laughs> to be made in their sizes. You're and right. like we can't we're barely getting into the market now.
0: I know. It's amazingly stupid that women can't yeah. just get all the same sneakers. Or if you do yeah. they're a dumb color or they like they have to like shrink down the little features like from right. like so Nike would like, like make the air bubble like smaller or like rounder or more feminine. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry, Steph.
1: No, it's okay.
0: I'm glad you stepped in here today and you're goddamn comb to a song one eighties. Thank you. She got the white ones. I like the, the black ones.
1: I like the all pink ones, but they do not have those. I
0: feel clothes. very vindicated and gratified that these shoes are so popular because they're from the Combe de Garçon Spring 2018 collection. They were on the runway. It was one of my favorite shows I've ever seen and one of my favorite collections of all time. It was like this crazy... Uh, Frank Ocean's wearing the glittery shorts on the cover of the new o 032C for reference. Peace to the God, friend of the pod, Frank Ocean. And... Um, now the sneakers are out and they're like mm-hmm. fire and everybody wants yeah, them everybody and I'm just like, them. Well duh, this collection was the shit from the beginning, from the get go, and I've been saying and now people are getting in on it. I don't have a pair. Do you feel I'd rather like, have the glitter shorts.
1: Do you feel vindicated that the thing that you knew was cool now is being celebrated as cool? Yes. Or do you feel cheated like you've always known it was cool?
0: More, vin- now it's, more vindicated. Yeah. 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 I they're feel a little great. better now that I've said it out loud and claimed it. Okay. I was just kind of getting bottled up.
1: Okay, should we retitle like this podcast Noah <laughs> told you come de garson was cool, comma and other stuff.
0: <laughs> Look. Steph give it, we got to move on from this. Fine. I'm just, I'm, getting, Fine. I'm getting all upset again. Give us one one more vibe and take us home, please. one the 13th more vibe. vibe.
1: Uh Thembots.
0: Oh my god. What is I
1: know. that?
0: Uh This is like adjacent to space. It's adjacent. You're a bit of a a sci-fi. I'm a bit of a nerd. Oriented person. Yeah.
1: Uh, Fembots. There's this great article by Amanda Hess in the New York Times about these like, I don't know what to call it, fictional influencers. One is called Poppy. She's a pop star. She's played by a real woman, but. It's like a fictional character, but she plays it all the time. It's like a performance art yeah. project.
0: It's sort of an avatar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Avatars. And then there's another one called Lil Michaela Yep. with a Q. And she is completely made up. She's like CGI'd into all the coolest yeah. clothes, yeah. all the coolest yeah. places you could be. Yeah, She has like the perfect... She's the coolest girl on Instagram, and she's not real.
0: And they take all of, like, language from influencers and stuff mm-hmm. and sort of, like, process it and turn it into, like, the perfect captions for all mm-hmm. of her photos and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's one. I saw one the other day. It's, I guess it's not a fembot, but there's, like, a boy streetwear influencer. Oh, really? One. He's, like, a white kid with a face tattoo, and he's, like, wears head to toe, like, whatever, Supreme and Palace and, like, hype shit. But it's not real. It's a, it's an avatar.
1: Okay, I got to follow um, this. I just. Think I wish it's I knew amazing. the name. I
0: wish I could remember the name of it, but um, it, it creeps me out.
1: It's definitely creepy, but I also am like strangely into it. Just because the thing that's interesting is, if you have a fictional character that you can render to look so real, you could do anything. You know, like this person could be anyone because they're made up, but they are an influencer. Like they're wearing the Virgil off-white sneakers, like in the ultimate fantasy world yeah you could do anything and And the coolest person is just one of us
0: in a way it's like also gets at something that's like there are i think it's a real thing that people would want you know the off-white nike prestos really just to post on instagram anyway Mm -hmm. so you can kind of achieve that like if you were to have an avatar and to post in this way would you feel and you post your avatar self wearing avatar uh off-white prestos Do you feel the same satisfaction in the likes and comments you get, the engagement you get from that post as you would if it was your own feet, on your own body in that post? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, I mean, maybe we're all just really projecting onto this CGI influencer, but it really holds a mirror up to us and what we want and what we value. Yeah.
0: Delete your accounts. (laughs) This is episode 21 of Corporate Lunch, the gq style podcast go to apple podcast itunes subscribe write a review tell a friend follow steph yatka on twitter thank you for listening will will be back soon he's going to tell us all about what he's been doing and other things we love you thank you steph
1: thank you noah Bye -bye. bye